shit is bananas. B A N A N A. Just an endless amount of video game announcements in the last week. It's uh, June 16th, 2022, and welcome to the S Rank Media Club. I'm Colton Wallace, joined by my co host, Quinn Foster. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And Kudrow. Good evening, everyone. So, uh, we got a lot of video game announcements to cover for you. Um, we're going to talk a lot about the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. Uh, going to talk a little bit about Starfield. We're also going to be ranking Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom this week. Um, but yeah, Quinn, how's the week been? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, had a chance to check out this uh, new, I guess, Battle Royale game from, I believe it's from Epic Games. Um, that's a, a wrestling, wrestling um, game. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's called Rumbleverse. They had a uh, early access, open early access, um, last Saturday, so I was able to try that out. Um, it was pretty interesting. I it took a minute for me to get used to the controls. I did play on controller. You could play on um, keyboard and mouse if you wanted. Um, mm-hmm. But it it I, honestly it grew on me. Um, initially, I was a little hesitant to to start letting myself enjoy it but uh yeah we'll see how how it goes i believe it's going to be free to play so um it might be worth checking out does it play like a like a like it's like a melee combat game correct yeah so you you start off in like a on a boat or something like that off the coast of the you know the battle royale island and Uh then you you take a you launch out of like a cannon and then it's like a, a melee type game, but you pick up c- consumables and the way it works is you have like, there's only a certain amount of like buffs you can, you can add per game. Mm-hmm. So you have these different bars that you can add to, and there's like health buffs, which increases like your health by, I believe 10 points, health points or hundred health points or something like that. Okay. Um, your stamina buff, which is um, your stamina is what allows you to attack and do different moves um so there's there's like there's specialized moves and then there's like the regular hitting moves i don't know it it's so does it does it remind you of like uh a 1v1 fighting game at all or does it remind you of like the like a wrestling game is is there anything it reminds you of or does it feel kind of like its own new thing like super smash brothers you get any of that at all um not really. No, okay. Um, not really Super Smash Bros. I've never really played any like other wrestling or fighting games that that often. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't really feel like any of like Street Fighter or like um Mortal Kombat, in my opinion. Okay. Um okay. it's very cartoonish, animated. Um, so it's kind of silly in that way, but yeah, you you pick up these different like special attacks. Um, which are like, you know, you can do different like pile drivers or, you know, like you kick them or, you know, sure. the classic like wrestling moves, um, mm-hmm. kind of interesting. So, okay. um, I definitely recommend checking it out when it, when it drops. I'm not sure when, when that is, but yeah, it's free would, to play. I was interested to try it out as well, but, um, they only took so many it appears. Cause I didn't put my email until like later on in the day when they, and I, cause I was like, Oh, I should do this. And then I clicked on it and it wasn't available at that time. By the time I came back, it was like the Saturday cause it only lasted 24 hours. So 
I, I got an email back saying, we'll let you know when it's ready. And then I just mm-hmm. never got the email. So I, I didn't make the um, time for that one. Interesting. But, yeah. Um, my last thoughts, I guess, on that is I, my worries going into it was kind of the mobility issue. Uh-huh. Like it, I didn't really see how they were going to do that. So um, within the game, use your stamina to kind of, you can like sprint essentially. So like okay. you use up like a, a bit of your stamina to kind of move faster. Mm-hmm. Um, which um, will obviously put you at a disadvantage if you're, you know, being chased or if you're, you know, running away. Um, and then you can also climb. It mm-hmm. takes place within a, a within a city, so you essentially can climb up the sides of buildings. Like you dig your hands into the sides of buildings to climb up. So it's not super realistic, but it, you know, it's within the the game. And I think it's pretty cool. Once you get like, how long do the games last? Once you get like taken down to zero, you're out completely. Yeah. So as soon as you get knocked out, the game's over. There's no um, reviving um, portion of this, this time, at least that what I saw. And there was only single player. You couldn't play duo. So you couldn't play with your friends. At, at I, I suppose a lot of that could be added in the full release. This was obviously just a 24 hour test. So yeah, <laughs> interesting to see stuff on that in the future. Yeah, um, I guess I'll, I'll give it my initial rating. Oh, um, we're going to rate the one well, I, rate here. Oh, I'd rate it. <laughs> hey, let's go. Yeah, let's do I it. Put a, I put it at a solid B. Okay. I think, you know, it's, I, I probably wouldn't spend money on it. Yeah. Um, but it'd be something I'd like, you know, mess around with every once in a while. Um, assuming that they, you know, keep improving it and stuff like that. Maybe add new maps or, I don't know, whatever they can yeah. add to it. Interesting. Um, so, yeah. Um, I played a bit of Rocket League this week, also Valorant, um, pretty normal week, but a new Rocket League season dropped, I believe yesterday. Yeah. Um, and it was, seemed like it was a pretty big update. They, they really, I think did some internal tweaking with the game. They added a new, they added a new color to items. So now there's gold coloring. Um, I just do so, all burnt sienna personally. Yeah. Everything else I trade in. If it's not burnt sienna, I trade it in. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how it seems like they're trying to really kick it up a gear. I think Rocket League is, I know we've talked about before how psionics yeah. doesn't seem like they're really doing too much with the game. But well, in a way, though, if they're still making money off of it, then they're, I mean, to me, Rocket League is just such a good game to come back to. Like, I, in a way, they don't want to mess with the the perfection they stumbled into with the game that Rocket League is. But I, well, I actually have been playing a little bit of Rocket League lately, and uh, big mess up by me. I was I've been playing a lot, so I was sitting there on Saturday. I'm like, you know, I've been playing a lot. I should buy the season pass. I didn't even look that the season pass ended in five days, and I already had credits <laughs> in my account. I'm like, yeah, let's buy the season pass. And then, like, I don't know. Later on that day, I was playing, and it said new season starts in five days and i was like shit <laughs> luckily <laughs> though, it retroactively takes all the uh the uh season long premium premium like unlocks so i got a bunch of uh stuff out of it anyways so that's good that's cool yeah. so I, I haven't played a little bit more of that and I'll, I'll definitely check out what the new season is but for me for i don't know a couple years like i haven't cared about any of the unlocks in rocket league um so it'd be cool if they had anything i wanted but yeah, I kind of just first impressions from the online community, I guess. They thought it was sort of a better rocket pass than 
than the previous ones. So I think there's some optimism there. And then the new map that dropped was also um, something that people liked compared yeah. to older maps. I know last season map got a lot of hate because they essentially took it, a map that was already in the game and put like a a filter on it. So it looked like kind of cartoonish. Yeah, but it was it was really hard to play. It's really hard to play on. It, it kind of hurts your eyes sometimes. So um, I'll have to try some of that out this week. Like I said, I've been playing. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. You said you said there's new Valorant season two. Yeah, new Valorant season comes out next week. I believe Thursday. I want to say next week Thursday or Wednesday. New character. No new character. New map. Gotcha. Um, so maps are a bit of a touchy subject in the Valorant community. <laughs> Everybody has their their own opinions um this new map is i believe it's based in portugal but it's underwater so like they got this kind of dome shaped thing over top of blitzball blitzball it's it's underwater from front never mind (laughs) um essentially the 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 story is that climate change caused this city to go underwater and essentially they use it's called the radiant night which is like this mineral or material that's mined within the unobtainium something like that (laughs) right so um but they use that to power the dome that covers the the city and then that's kind of where the the map takes place and um it looks kind of interesting it's it's very dense um so Mm -hmm. um we'll see we'll see what what happens with that obviously everybody has their own opinions so um but yeah, new uh, new battle pass, new bundles. No 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 new um, agent though. So, gotcha. Um, that's pretty much it. I did media wise entertainment. Obviously, I watched Indiana Jones mo- movie, but um, I did watch some Master Chef, some of the old Master Chef, and then um, Hell Hotel Hell, I believe okay. it's called. Okay. So both Gordon Ramsay kind of shows, and I don't know something about Gordon Ramsay shows kind of. They're just always entertaining because you're always on Gordon Ramsay's side, I feel like, and and you're just like you just love shitting on the people in in the show. So I, he seems a bit aggressive. I don't know. I don't, I can't say wow, I that's a stick. Shows though, I've seen like clips from him, obviously, but I don't I don't know that I've like really seen a lot of the shows. I I mean I just I was on Hulu just trying to figure out what to watch, and there's just. Uh, just every mean, every single every single like Gordon Ramsay reality like competition is on there. That was, uh, that was insane. From chat, we have idiot sandwich, which which kind of sparked something in me. The one thing I remember is this Gordon Ramsay clip where he tells this guy, he says, "Why don't you roll on out of here, you fucking donut?" And <laughs> that's the one thing I remember from Gordon Ramsay. Yep, um, he always has the best one-liners. Yeah. So, uh, Kudra, what have you been up to this past week? Honestly, not much. Um, I think as far as media consumption goes, the only thing I've really been doing is uh, because season three of The Boys just dropped on uh, Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. I was rewatching season one and two and I caught up on uh, I caught up on all the current episodes that I think are released. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that's really about it. Gotcha. So you watched all of the new season, too? Uh, Yeah, so far. I think there are four there are four episodes in right now. Assuming one hasn't been released since the last time I looked. I actually don't know what J new episodes release. Yeah, I watched one and two that, and I liked them a lot. So I will be checking out the new season as well soon. Uh, So So far... Go ahead, Quinn. I was just going to say, so it is a weekly release then. It's not all at once. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. They're not doing the uh, Netflix thing right now. They're releasing them an episode at a time. Yeah. If you like, if you have not seen the boys and you like kind of darker takes on superhero stuff and maybe the, the overly ecstatic joyfulness of the Avengers bothers you, you should watch the boys. Cause it's amazing. Yeah. It does, it does a really good job of kind of deconstructing a lot of uh, traditional superhero tropes and, uh, yeah. A lot of the problem with like uh, market plate of uh, like marketing and uh, big corporations and things like that. It does it really well, though. Of really? course, the irony of that being is that it's produced by what could arguably be considered a modern day Vought. <laughs> yeah, I agree, though. The way it like just tries to put a reality kind of lens onto the superhero like uh, corporation is it's great. It's it's uh, it's such a like good at what it does. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, me this week, um, I watched the movie Old from 2021 by M. Night Shyamalan. He was the director. Um, that's streaming on HBO Max. And let me tell you, that's a terrible movie and you should not watch it. Just don't watch it. It's one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen. Um, so it's just really slow. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I I can't even like recommend it as like a, a hate watch or like a funny thing just because it it just makes you mad. You're just like, where the fuck are they coming up with this stuff? And then it, and then Shaman even makes an appearance in the movie. And then just like the stuff gets more and more nonsensical. It goes as it goes along. So is it a horror movie or what kind of what kind of genre would you put on this? It's an M Night Shyamalan movie. So he there's just they just try to make all this weird twisty shit happen, but. I don't some of this is probably one of the worst ones of his I've seen. And you I don't know if you'd call it a horror, like a thriller, maybe but it does a bad job of any of it. And um, I, I don't think you should watch it. And I'm going to spoil it here. I'm just going to tell you all the terrible things about it. So we're going to put up a spoiler timer and I got two minutes to spoil the shit out of old. So mute <laughs> yourself for the next two minutes. You'll see a little clock come up. All right. So spoiler time for old. Um, they're stuck on a beach and they're unable to leave. It, and then they meet the, the guys already here. There's this guy already on the beach. And it's just like this guy who watched this girl go into the ocean. You find out later she's dead. But anyways, the guy's a rapper and his name's midsize sedan. Funniest part about the movie is that there's a rapper named midsize sedan. <laughs> then they, they, so the whole deal with the movie is they age enormous amounts very quickly. Like within a day, they've aged like 40 years. And then they, they try to make it all like scientific, like, oh, well, our cells are growing faster. So we need to do this fucking senseless. Then people, everybody gets really fucking disabled as they turn like 50 on the island, like all of them. And then the one of the the two youngest ones, they're like middle aged by the end of the movie. And they're um, like, yeah, we got to It's it's all in the rocks and we've got to find like a metal tube to protect ourselves from the effects fucking insane they end up swimming out to a coral because of a kid they met earlier in the movie as children who gave them like this thing that said my uncle hates the coral so that's how they escape then when they escape they're out in like way out in the ocean and somehow somehow they just get back to the resort unexplained they show up and they walk up to this guy and like you're a cop right and they hand them this this notebook with all these notes they found from the beach because people had died there before they 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 could see a guy with a camera up on the ledge they thought so they were running experiments basically and it cuts to this like uh 
lab underground where they're like, we're killing these, but we're saving millions. Fucking crazy. Anyways, then the, they find the cop and then the cops like 30 seconds later, the cop walks through and arrests everybody like, oh, you, this notebook just like you arrest everybody immediately. So this movie gets an F. It was terrible. Please don't watch it. I just ruined it for you. So don't watch it. All right. That was a fun little spoiler chat. All right. The spoiler chat is over and uh, the movie old received an F. It's oh, please don't watch it. I mean, so I don't you don't get attached. I don't know why you'd watch. I, I'm not sure why you'd watch an M. Night Shyamalan oh, film. I, so I feel like I, he hasn't really produced anything worthwhile since The Sixth Sense. Yeah, so. So I had heard it was bad, but I, I was. So this was on Saturday night. My wife and I had went out to dinner and we came home. We were sitting on the couch and I was looking, you don't watch a movie. And like, I'm scrolling through, I'm like old. And I read it to her and I'm like, you want to watch this? And she was like, yeah, okay. And I don't think she knew all the bad reviews. So I'm like, all right, we're going to watch it. <laughs> oh, man. So the other thing I did this week was I finished Sniper Elite 5. Um, and it's it's a it was a fun game. Like, I like Sniper Elite 5 a lot. But it, it does have its issues as you get deeper into it like it has some really fun moments of like sneaking around and sniping people and 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 like i talked about on a previous episode like the comedical like hitman stuff where you could like kill people and pile them up into a room um and i did find i was getting better at the game towards the end where i was able to pull off more complicated maneuvers and um you know kind of play with the ai AI a little bit um so finishing the game on difficulty four out of five was, was really fun. And that gives you like radar and stuff. And you can see when enemies are hunting you. Um, and kind of where the game, where the game can have its issues is where you get into this loop where if any enemy sees you, they all go into like this red state where they're all like searching for you and they're in combat. And then it kind of feels like you just have to sit around and wait for five minutes hidden in the bushes until they stop. And I, th- I think some people who enjoy that might say, oh, well, that's kind of the way it is. Like, that's the fun of it. It's that slow crawl. And, and there are cool things when you do apply great stealth and like pull off an awesome kill and another awesome kill, like start chaining stuff together and like really sneaking through everything. You do feel that like uh, that payoff. However, when it becomes me just like hiding in bushes for five minutes, stepping out, one guy sees me, I have to go hide for another like four minutes. I, I don't, I don't love that. It kind of, I don't love that part of it, but on um, the four out of five difficulty, it was manageable and I enjoyed the game. Now, after that, I was like, okay, I like this a lot. I want to try it on the highest difficulty, which is authentic <laughs> and authentic takes away all your HUD. So you can't tell when the enemies are searching for you outside of like them yelling or setting alarms off. And, and you also, you get no like aid on your sniper scope. So you have to like, you have to find them, scope it in, which that part was cool. But the fact that you can't tell if the enemies are hunting you or not just makes it, it really kind of grinds further on that whole thing where you just have to sit there and wait forever. And like somebody sees you and like, oh, I guess I got to hide for another five minutes. Right. It's very meticulous. Right. Mm -hmm. And some of the AI, like it's fun, but. I, I do wish the AI had some more interactions maybe or different kind of play, but I, I think overall I would, I would say sniper Lee, I would rank it as a, 
I'm torn. I'm in, I'm in like the B, B plus, And I, I think I would go B plus. I, I do have fun with it as it's like stealth gameplay, but it does fall short on some of the, I wish the AI was a little different. I wish there was something, something about that constant waiting cycle I get into sometimes with it. But um, if you have game pass, 100% check this game out. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Just, just real quick. Yeah, you, when sure. you say completing the game, what kind of, is it just all one campaign oh, or? Yeah, no, great question. Um, so they, they have nine missions you can play through and there's a bunch of side objectives. So I would, and you can get up to three stars if you complete all the objectives and side objectives. I think I three starred maybe four or five of them. And then I two starred the other four. Um, and then I started playing on authentic. Like if I was going to play again, I'd probably try a little more on authentic. And also there's a multiplayer element. You can like get invaded like, like in Dark Souls. Like if you turn invasions on, it'll pop up and say, sniper so-and-so has invaded your game and then you're playing the level but also there is an enemy player sniper that can shoot you um and then there's also a multiplayer element which i have not tried maybe i will at some point but definitely if you have game pass try it out um yeah so that was my week so um from here uh, i guess we'll move on to our weekly group media so uh over the past week all three of us and hopefully some of you out there watched Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And today we're going to rank it. So um, we're kind of on a Indiana Jones kick here. Uh, last week we watched, uh, um, what's the first one called? Raiders uh, of the Lost Ark. Yeah, we watched Raiders of the Lost Ark last week. Um, we watched Temple of Doom this week and we're going to watch The Last Crusade next week. So I gave Raiders of the Lost Ark a D plus, And then I, did you guys give it a C? Was it? Yep. Yep. All right, so that's where we're starting at. So uh, I guess I'll give a quick description here. So Indiana Jones Raider, or Temple of Doom, which I just figured out when reading the description, actually takes place before Raiders of the Lost Ark, even though it came out after. So in 1935, Indiana Jones arrives in India, still part of the British Empire, and is asked to find a mystical stone. He then stumbles upon a secret cult committing enslavement and human sacrifices in the catacombs of an ancient palace. So what what did you guys think of uh, the Temple of Doom? Um, do you want to go first, Kudro, or do you want me to oh, jump go on for it, Quinn? <laughs> so the more that I'm thinking about like what I watch, the more questions I inherently have about <laughs> this movie, and I'm just realizing like just from the beginning, the the beginning scene, which I don't even I wouldn't even say we would spoil. Yeah, because it really it really doesn't oh, have sorry. any impact uh, on the rest of the the movie. So for our uh, for our weekly media group experiences, there will be spoilers. Um, we're gonna walk through the whole movie here, so yeah, okay. there will be spoilers for this. So you're in spoiler territory for Tim so Blake. yeah. So he he starts off negotiating with I believe Japanese businessmen, correct? Well. I think I they were Chinese. Chinese, Chinese right? It was a Shanghai, right? Yeah, his child friend. Yeah, is sorry, Chinese. Yeah, yeah sorry. Sure. Yeah. yeah, short round. The little, little Chinese yeah. kid. <laughs> um, anyway, they're like at some party, and and then he end up ends up getting poisoned because he doesn't want to give this artifact to them, and then they make a great escape as he always does. Always. Um, the whole the whole but, movie is a fucking escape. The whole, every all the movies of Indiana, <laughs> the longest right. Escape. <laughs> so. So he makes it to India, like the description says, but there's this whole, I don't even know how long it was. It was probably 
20 minutes at the beginning of the movie that yeah, was essentially that's, irrelevant that's, to the to the regu- to the the rest uh, of the plot, so, right? Yeah, I guess if we're gonna walk through this step by step, I was taking I I got a lot of so yeah, the first scene, right? Let's talk about the opening scene. I was it was that supposed to be like a James Bond kind of thing? Because they I had think like, so. the the lady like sang a song at the beginning, and that's like a staple of the James Bond movies. They have a song kind of play at the beginning with things, and she does a song, and then it's like I really got James Bond vibes from that first scene in that uh party, and then like um, the performance. Yeah, the way he kind of is acting, like he's got a suit on, and it's it's like it, it struck me as totally James Bond. And I don't know if that's what they were trying to do, but that's what it read to me. Hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I still see the Han Solo, too, in his like negotiating scenes. I'm like, well, <laughs> you saw Han Solo. You're like, what if he was not in space? And right. Was- yeah. That's a, I mean, yeah. So like that's I guess that's unless you want to add anything, Kudrow, that's kind of like the beginning is like really has no effect on the rest of the movie besides showing how he gets to the main area with the plot, which is India. That's where you get Willie, though. Yeah, that that is where you get the most annoying character in the film. Unfortunately, (laughs) Uh, and that's where you get Shorty, the second most annoying character in the film. I'm a little bit more forgiving of Shorty than Willie, but yeah. I I think the one thing I probably will say is like, you know, the believability of... uh, So like after, after that whole incident, they're flying the plane. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as they're taking the raft down, how that raft did not flip oh, right. over, right? Like yeah. multiple times, whether it be like on the way down to the snow when they're sliding down, or when they're falling into the river, how yeah. they did not fall over and kill yeah. them, other than just movie magic and ignoring the laws of physics, I'll never <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah, I just the chase scenes and like that first chase scene, like just went on too long, and then before you can even catch your breath of. They got on the plane. You're like, well, this isn't going to turn out well because it's Indiana Jones. They're going to get in some sort of terrible fucking escape scene. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that fucking thing where they go and they do the the boat impossible. But not for Indiana. Yeah. I I think it's more of a, a of the times. You know, like people are just probably just amazed. Like, oh yeah, and there he goes. Indiana Jones does it again. Like. He's my hero. Yeah, against other movies. Yeah, right. So I I can understand it. I think that's like the whole trope of Indiana Jones. Like you say, like he's escaping, constantly escaping, and um, that that really showed too. Like I said, when I was just thinking back about watching it, I didn't watch it all in one part because I don't know. I just couldn't do it. I had to stop halfway through. And watch it in two parts. Yeah. And then as I was finishing it, I'm like, holy shit, this is long. Like, this the, just keeps going, keeps going. Right. So I feel like this one, the first hour, I liked much better than the second hour. I feel like the whole second hour of that movie just drags so hard. I, but, yeah. I mean, so after we, we go to India, right? They're going to India to go towards this palace. And what's up with the bats there's like four or five scenes where they just go national geographic on these vampire bats and the bats are a huge deal and then this is where we get into willie screaming so willie screams like the entire movie how many times is willie screaming in the movie it has to be 30 plus right right and back back backstory willie is a little woman that somehow indiana jones 
kidnaps essentially <laughs> from yeah and then like they have these speaking of willie they have like these weird scenes where it doesn't feel like they would there's a love interest there but then like all of a sudden there is and it I, it feels like it comes out of nowhere and willie just screams all the time worst character yeah I mean, it's ultimately came down to the damsel in distress, right? And and then Indiana Jones is like the, the bad boy hero and like, does dude, whatever he wants. I feel like they really they really took the damsel in distress to the extreme and just pounded it in for the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, one qualm with kind of the middle of the movie for me was I. There's all this like backstory about like this rock and like the gods and all this magic stuff and religion that I, to me, I could have, you know, slowed it down and like, you know, tried to understand it. But to me, it just wasn't worth it. I don't know why I, I didn't feel like getting into the, the weeds in it. And I just let it go. Comparing this to the first one, I feel like the, uh, the dialogue scenes and discussion scenes in this one are far worse than the first one. I don't know why they're, they're just, it just don't interest me at all. Mm-hmm. But I mean, then you go to the uh, the palace where they're like eating dinner. And then, what? I okay, the giant bugs where they're just like eating the giant beetles, and then like then when they eat out of the gorilla heads, it's I don't know. I was I was on board with canceling Indiana Jones right there. I'm like, you can't. This this is not. I think there, I think there were a couple things going on with that scene because, so it seemed like the uh, the thuggy who at that point you know had already they had already they have the palace, so I think they were just trying to get the Indiana Jones and the British general to leave. Yeah. By serving them all this disgusting food. Oh, did was that? I missed that. Then I was just like, what in the Uh, hell? I mean, I don't know, because it's really not explained that well I mean, at right. all. I think that's just kind of what I'm trying to infer from it. Maybe that's what it is. Or perhaps it's just this ridiculous mischaracterization of Hindu and Indian diets, which, for the record, if you don't know, is mostly vegetarian. Yeah, the the whole, like, eating the food out of the, like, what is that, like, a, the monkey or gorilla heads? That, that, was, that was the point where I was like, from the chat, hashtag cancel Indiana Jones. They're getting on board. Yeah, the monkey brains, the monkey brains. I to me, like it came across as like an anti visit India uh, ad, essentially. Like they're they're doing, they're not helping India at all. Like throughout the whole movie, they're just constantly bashing, bashing everything. But at the end, when they save all the children, everything's good. Oh right, but but the food, like the the poverty, essentially, like they they were not showing any glamorous sides of india and that included like the religious aspect of it too so yeah um i mean they stereotyped when you look at short round the kid wait you can like call some him of the stuff short he's saying round. he calls him shorty That's, right what his name his, his full name is short round oh no, he calls him shorty I don't think that's his actual name. I think it's a nickname, but I, I can't think of what his what the character's actual name is. Let me look that up. Yeah, uh, I know is I know from I know from uh, I believe it's Lego Indiana Jones. He calls him Short Round, and that's what I assumed his his name was. I I doubt that's his actual name, like Kudro saying. I feel like this palace scene is where the movie starts to really go downhill. 
Because then after this, you get the um, scene where they Indiana Jones gets attacked in his room and they go to sleep at the palace. And then, like, obviously, he fights the guy off, kicks shit out of him. He's Indiana Jones. So then he finds a secret pathway with his magic superpowers. We'll talk about superpowers later on. Um, then he goes and he's in this this like tomb underneath the um, palace, I guess. And he gets trapped. And then him and Shorty get trapped. But then they they can yell. And somehow Willie can hear them from like far as fuck away, like really far away. And Willie can somehow hear them. Anyways, Willie comes down and saves them. And then they just go deeper and deeper into this like catacomb um, from the chat about the representation of India. Um, 1960s. So the movie is set in 1935. Um, so then uh, I, from there, it just goes on. I feel like forever. Oh. Um, it just goes on forever with this catacombs and climbing down until they get down to the exciting part, the temple of doom. So let's talk about the temple of doom and like the, shenanigans that happened there do we want to preface it with why they went to the to that place in the first place like they made it to this indian village and they had all their children were gone and the sacred stone was gone so indiana jones uh lit up at the opportunity to go for some fame and glory to recover this this artifact and yeah so everybody's um from the village that was a child got essentially kidnapped and taken there and we don't know why yet but yeah soon well, come to find out do we ever know why they just kidnapped all children to do the physical labor well they're yes. effective i'd say they're effectively slave labor they're digging under they're digging yeah. in the area because according right, to that so. thuggy leader later on uh he hid the last two sacred stones that they're looking for yeah in that and no, that keep. So they're digging why, for them. Why didn't they like enslave older people? Why did they enslave all children? Was that ever explained? Because I wondered that. I'm like, well, why all the children? They're not going to be your best workers. They're little children. Yeah, but probably easier to boss around and bully. <laughs> I, I suppose. Easier like, to handle. They were able to just go steal all those children. Yo, get, get in the van. We got free candy. <laughs> Anyways, we'll, we'll skip beyond that. But that was a question I had. I'm like, wait, why is it just all the children? And like, because at the end of the movie, all the children just come running back and everything's fixed because they stole all the children. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that they, they go to get the artifacts. And then when they when they sneak into like the, what, do, what would you call it? Like the, the altar or like the, the yeah. Yeah, they can see a skull and it's got these glowing three pieces in it. And those are the 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 MacGuffins. What are they called? I don't know what they're the called. Those sacred stone, stones. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. The oh Not important. The what is what does Thanos collect? These are the they're the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> That's Sonic. <laughs> yeah, Sonic is Chaos Emeralds. Thanos was the um oh god. Oh, this is going to bother me. Infinity now. Stones. Infin thank you. <laughs> Sorry, that was close. Um, so, anyways, Indiana gets there, and he's like, I'm not leaving here without stealing these cultural artifacts. And then they proceed to... This is where we get into superpower territory. Indiana Jones takes his whip, just throws it at something, and like Spider-Man, it just sticks. Like, 
if you watch any of the whip scenes, it's amazing what Indiana Jones can like just stick to and swing across because he doesn't like with a whip like where you you would whip and then swing with it before it untangles. He sticks it, then just swings on it. And then you got the guy who can pull people's hearts out. So part of the uh, in this movie, the which I don't know why they do it, actually. But this the the leader guy who has like a red painted head gets a person. He, his superpower is he can stick his hand and rip people's hearts out. And then he sends, he puts them in this cage and then sends them down into this lava pit below. And I don't know why, actually, I don't know why he does that. Is that like a step? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just laughing because I have no idea what's going on in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it seemed like uh, based on the, based on the fact that they tried to sacrifice Willie later in the movie, when Indy was talking, it's like, you know, Kali demands, human sacrifices or whatever and in this film yeah the thuggy or the groups in this one are supposed to be you know kali cultists or whatever thanks for that information kudra that i totally forgot about that stuff um so i guess then like they they figure out that they have to drink some kind of blood and that makes them like crazy or like under some sort of spell um, and then of course they do this to Indiana Jones after like capturing him. Cause he, he gets a hold of these crystals. Then the, the leader of the cult comes out and he's like, I'm Thanos and I need all five of these things so I can rule the world. And then they, they capture Indiana Jones and they hold him down and they make him drink the blood. And then Shorty's there too, yelling at him to not drink it, spit it out. But I guess it works. Cause he becomes like dazed or whatever. He becomes under the spell. And then uh, Willie gets captured and they're going to put Willie into the fire because they need to sacrifice people. So Willie. Right. And, and this is where the I, I just want to say this is where like the, the unimaginable, like in terms of length, like chase scene like oh, yeah. begins like this is like the, the very beginning. And then. Yeah. Then yeah, anyway. <laughs> Right, they do that. So then they go through this whole thing where Willie's getting pushed down there, and then Shorty comes up and he does something to Indiana Jones. I forgot it burns was. him. Yeah, it burns him with a torch, and which like, is something I found hilarious because it's like, so you're holding this cult mm-hmm. in this area with like all this lava and all this heat, and but yet somehow it's heat that breaks the spell. That's that. It's far too complicated for this discussion. <laughs> That's a good point. We're not getting into magic here. Um, (laughs) No, it's yeah, it's weird. But anyway, so he breaks Indy out of the thing. And then he's like, oh, shit, I got to save Willie because I love her. Something like that. And then so they get in a big fight and they fight a bunch of people. Cool scene where one guy they're fighting over the uh, there's a spinny thing, like a wheel that like raises the cage up and down that puts him into the lava. Indiana Jones knocks a guy on top of it and he gets like hit by the spoke as it comes down. That was sick. And then you get another one. You, there's the sound effects in the movie where people get punched are just asinine. It's like the, <laughs> the cheesiest, cartooniest like punch sound you could hear. Um, so then, as Quinn was saying, the endless chase scene is here. Like, did I? We don't even need to talk about it. They just run and get in a fight, and then at the end, the blue team shows up to fight the red team. The blue team has guns, and the red team has bows and arrows. The blue team is like the Indian government, I assume. No, the, the British government, because you could, because oh, you know, Brit- Brit- Britain yeah. was, you know, this was part when India yeah. was still a part of the British Empire, and you see the uh, general dude who was at the dinner with them 
as the uh, troops came over. Hot info from Kudro. Did not realize that was the same dude at the dinner. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just a couple points about like some things within the chase scene. Yeah. Um, there was the voodoo doll, which was was pretty important. So like the come to find out, and this kind of goes back to when they first got to the to the palace. Mm-hmm. The ruler, which Willie is like, oh, like I bet you the ruler needs a wife. You know, trying to like. Mm-hmm. basically get it in to to live here at the palace and you know live a, a lavish lifestyle turns out it's a little kid like maybe 10 11 years old who happens to also be under the the same spell that in indiana jones gets put under um but they essentially use him and he has a voodoo doll of indiana jones and he just keeps poking him with a <laughs> some knife or something like that and, and indiana yeah. jones in the middle of fighting the big muscle guy that he fights every every uh, every movie, same as uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, the airplane scene. How he's trying to fight some big buff guy that anytime he punches him, it you know just bounces right off of him. So that's that's one point. And then I just want to talk about the callback to Raiders of the Lost Ark, or would it be a callback because it's a prequel for the gun? But it's yeah, not he reaches for a gun and he doesn't have it. <laughs> they pull out their swords and he reaches for his gun and it's not there. So he has to actually fight him. So I thought yeah. that I thought that was pretty cool. But, but um, the the final scene where they where he cuts the bridge intentionally was I thought it was a little too long. Right. Like, yeah. Too long. Other if they may if they cut that in half, it might have been okay. But it was so long. Yeah, I think that goes back to like, every, you know indiana jones as the hero like he he can overcome anything like that sort of thing so yeah um but yeah then like kudro said the the british indian army comes and and saves the day essentially so then then at the end he gives the artifact back so this is what i was like i was about i was ready to cancel indiana jones and then he gave the artifact back and i was like fuck until next time indiana so I'm thinking we're going to see because I do not. I don't know if I've ever seen The Last Crusade. I don't remember it if I did. So we're going to see there. We're going to see if Indiana Jones gets canceled next week. Um, yeah, well, you still got <laughs> the Crystal Skull after that. But yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, we'll, That's we'll, more modern, though. We'll debate if we have to watch that one or not. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like if we've done, if we're going to do those three, I feel like you got to go. It's all or nothing. All right. All right. Maybe. But. So general things about the movie then um i kind of hate both of the side characters i especially hate willie she screams the whole movie and i don't really like the child sidekick like he just seems weird and like he's i don't know he he acts like he doesn't seem like a child and i don't i don't know if that was like a you have to imagine it's like a ploy so younger audiences like it more but i really didn't like the child sidekick that much I actually thought it was kind of hilarious at one point uh, during the uh, like like during the before they get to the chasing with the cart. You see mm-hmm. that kid just kicking all of the thuggies' butts <laughs> yeah. as before they're getting onto the cart. Like what is it? He takes like a metal. He takes like a wooden stick, hits and hits like one in the chest, and then like three end up falling backwards over. And he do- he knocks like several of these grown men down when this kid's like. How old is he in the film? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of cynical, so maybe the kid's fine. I'm just cynical. So I, I no, I think the uh, I, I think the kid is actually okay. I think Willie's probably my big one. Where I'm just, I, I mean, in, in her defense, 
the, the one thing I will say in her defense, if any if any normal person were put in the position that they're in, yeah, I'd be I willing. mean, I feel I'd like be... most of us would probably be a screaming mess, but <laughs> I, it doesn't. But I agree, it doesn't make for good for for the best movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there the scene with the plane where the plane was going down. Um, the plane had just like a car steering wheel in it. Is that a thing? Did old planes have cars like steering wheels like cars did? Did you notice that? Because I noticed. I'm like, wait, that plane has like a steering wheel, which seems I don't. Plane. I don't think it was a steering wheel. I think it was the same thing as like airplanes have today, but it just had. Oh, uh, was the, it just the like end the of it was yeah, the end like it still I, went down, so you could still you know yeah okay push and pull. From what I remembered seeing that, I'm like, wait, was that was that a steering wheel? That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, I didn't I, love it. You, it's, I, I guess I can go first. So I had given the previous Indiana Jones a D plus. I, I fought with this one as a D or an E. Um, it it really falls in that second hour, but I didn't hate everything in the first hour. So I'm going to go with a D on this one. I thought it was going to, I was thinking it might be an E before I watched it, but I, I'm going to go with a D. I think that's kind of about where it sits. That's what I'm going to have to go with. Yeah, I think, I think a D is a good, good rating. Um, not the best could have improved. Um, just, yeah, just, it, it was too long, too many chase scenes, just overplayed. But yeah. um, I noticed you didn't say anything about the music. Oh, the music was pretty similar. I thought, yeah, it, it, it loud and obnoxious, a bit too much, and just like the way that theme song comes in is so heavy. I began to hate the theme song more, but it's just because I had also watched the first movie recently, so I didn't hold that. It was, yeah, same with the music, the same as the first one, kind of like too much, too in your face, product of the eighties, I think, but. I, I don't hate the theme song. I do right now because I've heard it too much, but it's yeah, I don't I don't love the sound mixing. It kind of goes along with like the sound effects of the punching, the cartoony like punching sounds. But yeah. Where are you at, Kudra? I I I still can't believe I'm hearing this heresy about the music, but <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I don't know. I feel like uh especially too when I'm looking at like I'm kind of in that D to E range as well, especially when I'm looking at everything they got wrong with the with the portrayal of India, everything they got wrong with Hinduism. And like, I feel like I could really count. You could probably count on one hand the number of things they got correct with their portrayal of India and Hinduism. I think it was to the point where it, the Indian government itself like outright banned the film in their country. That makes sense. It was fucked up. I would agree because yeah. that was when I saw that I was like, "Oh, Indian Jones is canceled." Uh, it, should we cancel Kudru? Are you saying we should cancel Indiana Jones? Are you on I, the you know? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on that until I watch the uh, the other two films. All right, we're gonna hold off on canceling Indiana Jones. But, but, but I'm with you because I've never seen the Last Crusade from start to finish, and I've never watched Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So um, I saw Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in theaters. But, uh, I don't know. Do we? Uh, do uh, we have a D, yeah, I don't know. Do we have a D minus? Is it D minus allowed? <laughs> uh, no, D D plus, and then below that is E. 
Ah, uh, god dang it. Um, all right, I, I'm gonna go with a D as well. That okay. might. All right, yeah. we'll, we'll see. Across the board, a unanimous score of a D, which means it's not very good. So just listen to this conversation and don't watch the movie. Oh, man. All right. So next week we are going to be watching Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So please join along with us and watch the movie before next week. Um, also, I think two weeks from now, which will be the last day of June, June 30th, we're going to have a spoiler discussion of Stranger Things Season 4, Part 1, because Stranger Things Season 4, Part 2 will come out the next day. So we're going to have a spoiler discussion that day, kind of go in depth on the Stranger Things Season 4. It's been great so far. So watch that for sure yeah mm-hmm. it's in four part one yeah and then other weekly media we got a hollow night coming up in two weeks as well um we're all playing through that currently so uh we'll move on to our topics for the week so uh i don't know if you've been watching any gaming announcements but they have been just non-stop um you had jeff Keeley with summer games fest so you had xbox bethesda presentation pc gamer pc gaming show capcom presentation um then the Overwatch 2 was putting out new information. Um, I think there might have been more to Oh, there's like, I saw some Final Fantasy stuff that come out today. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about a lot of that stuff here for the rest of the episode. Um, so um, I guess we'll, we'll kind of start with the Xbox Bethesda presentation and we'll kind of go in order of the games as they were presented. Um, just the, the ones we want to highlight. Um, so first game, uh, Redfall, which, uh, actually there's two, two games I saw presentations of that are like kind of looter action co-op games. There was Redfall and then the, the Capcom presentation had this game called Exoprimal, um, seemed to be kind of in a similar vein. So we'll start with uh, Redfall. So it's a looter action co-op game and, uh, like the enemies are all vampires. So think like left for dead, kind of that vein. Um, and I would. I watched the uh, reveal of it and um, it looks really interesting. Like I loved left for dead. I played a lot of uh, what was that recent left for dead game? The back for blood back for blood. Yeah, I'd played a good amount of back for blood and I love those like co-op like level based things and like back for blood had card systems. And the one thing that I wish they had more of was like development of like guns, characters, skills, stuff like that. I love that whole like character progression, building up weapons, like upgrading stuff. Like that's what draws me in a lot of those games. And um, watching the thing for Redfall, like it looks fun. Like the gunplay looks good. Um, It looks like a fun co-op game, but I just want to see kind of the more of the, uh, progression in it like how can you upgrade guns how can you upgrade characters what's like because you can play through those games once typically and it's not too long and it's fun but i look for like can i like level stuff up play harder hordes like kind of like a a diablo style like looter like where you loot get to higher difficulty levels because i want to play that game with like four friends where we like go through the main game then we get to like level up, upgrade our gear, play a harder version and just continually like kind of build up our gear, almost like doing like dungeons and stuff where you build up to higher levels. So Redfall is really cool to me. Did you guys see Redfall at all? I saw a little bit of it. Um, just kind of like the gameplay trailer. It yeah. looks interesting. I'm 
I haven't played too many um, Bethesda games. Um, I haven't really played Fallout or, or any of those well, titles. So this, this doesn't really look like a those games. It it looks like it plays like a Left for Dead kind of, and like in, in the screens, it showed, um like screens of like a weapon upgrade screen where it showed like a character with skills. And then it showed like a page of all different weapons, which makes me think there's a depth of like building the leveling the characters up and leveling the weapons up, which I think would be awesome in that kind of game. I think I could play a ton of that. Cause I mean, Kudro, you remember when we used to play zombies together? Oh yep, uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> we, uh, there was a time where we were at, at my house and we we had three xboxes hooked up we went and rented three copies of like call of duty and played um zombies on um you know multiple xboxes linked up and i would just love to have that kind of thing but where you can like progress and level up and do harder and harder things um which i guess you could argue is kind of like what destiny tries to do um i don't love the way destiny feels though in the long term but cool ideas so yeah, that's Redfall. Um, watch the trailer for Redfall. It 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 looks pretty cool. Like if you like like Left for Dead or Back for Blood, um, I I think that looks pretty fun. Um, so next game, uh, Silk Song, Kudra, you probably have the most to say about this as a, a Hollow Knight player. Oh, absolutely. That matter of fact, that that right there is the hypest thing for me, and I actually tuned in to the uh, to the video that does yeah. the sh- that showcase yeah. right at the uh, at the end of that so i had to rewind the video just to yeah. get that full footage uh but yeah it's like it definitely looks like they've upped the speed of combat quite a bit which i think will be a refreshing change of pace because hollow knight as i'm sure you both have probably noticed by now is can be a little on the slower side a little bit more methodical uh but uh it looks like they're looks like they're doing very well to make uh hornet like her own make her feel quite a bit different from the from hollow knight's protagonist the knight so and i mean the environments definitely look different than anything i remember in hollow knight so honestly so far i really like what i see and then the fact that the fact that that they showed it at the xbox showcase tells me that we're getting it within the year we yeah, didn't ex- we right. didn't get an exact date they did they did kind of imply that yeah, we didn't get an exact date for it, but we know it should be coming within the next 12 months. So definitely hype about that. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it looks interesting. Um, I mean, Hollow Knight, I guess I won't get too far into Hollow Knight because I'm literally in the middle of playing it. But um, I, I like the uh, art design of Hollow Knight. I think a lot of that stuff's really cool. Like I like all the little creatures and I mm-hmm. love the animation stuff. So the the art from like the perspective of like the art of it i think it looks really interesting so yeah 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 the art sort of reminds me of cuphead i don't know if you played cuphead before yeah i know all um, that. yeah it's really? yeah I don't know, the, like, not yeah hollow knight not so much but the, when i watched the silk song it kind of gave me a little yeah it, it seems like silk song is a little heavy more heavily colored yeah i guess the way Whereas, the colors kind of sit like it almost looks like it it moves more like a painting maybe right yeah yeah so i can see that it looks interesting well, I, think, I think the original hollow Knight. i think the environments were hand drawn i may be wrong about that but oh okay so maybe that's part of it um i i mean i i would assume they'd keep up the same trend with silk song and the only reason what i and the reason i suspect that is because 
Uh, like originally, fun fact, Silk Song was actually planned to be a DLC for Hollow Knight. It was not intended to be its own separate game. No. But then because Team Cherry just they had they kept adding so much to it, they kept adding new ideas, they eventually just decided to make a full sequel. Interesting. Kind of like what they're doing right now with Breath of the Wild too. Hmm. Hmm. Because the same because the sequel to that kind of came out of the same thought process. Interesting. Gotcha. So uh next thing, huge thing, uh Riot X Game Pass. Holy shit. <laughs> so um, in the uh, presentation, a guy from Riot came on and was like talking about it, about like their collaboration with Game Pass. And basically you get all of Riot's games, everything unlocked through Game Pass. So that's League of Legends. You get all champions unlocked, um, Wild Rift, uh, Valorant. You get all agents unlocked. And then Runeterra and Teamfight Tactics, you get I'm not as familiar with those games, but you get a bunch of unlocks. Um, so, I mean, to me, as a person who plays League of Legends, that's really cool. Um, I don't know what other, other bonuses they might get. Um, in a game like League, you really, it takes so long to master champions that, like, once you have, like, your 10, you know, you're not, you're not exactly buying a ton all the time. But it is cool that you could literally just play anybody if you had Game Pass as, as just another addition to Game Pass. And I think the bigger thing is, if you're somebody who plays League of Legends... I feel like this is an awesome thing to bring more people into the game because I feel like a ton of people will go play League of Legends if they're like, oh, I can have all the champions unlocked. And I think it works for Riot because they sell skins, so you can have all the champs and buy the skins. Right. It's it's all free regardless, but mm-hmm. Game Pass obviously gets the revenue from monthly subscription, and then Riot, obviously, like you said, gets more, more users. Um, I think... From my perspective, I'm more on the Valorant side. It, I think the biggest thing is that it kind of alludes that um, Valorant's going to come to um, consoles. So right now, Valorant is PC only. Okay. But now with them linking up with Xbox Game Pass, mm-hmm. it seems like they're going to go to consoles, which I think we already knew that. We just weren't sure on a a timeline so this kind of makes it seem like it's going to be fairly soon so mm-hmm. we'll see how that that works out with cross play and, and all of that but in terms of unlocking all the agents you can I mean you just have to play the game to do that anyway it doesn't you know it doesn't take a lot of work to do that if, if you enjoy playing the game you shouldn't have a problem with unlocking so, all the agents so. i guess i'm curious about your feelings on it so me as a person who plays league I understand how hard it is to get into league and like really start to. So I, the all champions unlocked for me doesn't really matter that much. Um, Cause like I have all the champs I play. I have a bunch of you buy champs with blue essence in league and I already have a bunch of it. Cause I, I'm like, I spend so much time mastering the champs I, I like main. Right. But for me, like I'm excited cause I feel like that's going to bring a bunch of people into the game who would not have played it otherwise. I mean, for Valorant, do you think that will bring in more people? Like, does that or on the PC side, I doubt it. Okay. Because like I said, it already is free to play and unlocking the agents, you know, you just have to play the game. So I don't see that as being um I mean it would cut I guess there's a cut lot. time off of it. Yeah. Um, like because Valorant is only two years old. Yeah, so how many so, uh, agents I think there's only 
I want to say 14. Oh, okay, 14, right. Because 15, 16, somewhere around there. League of Legends is like 150, 150. Right. So maybe it could be they're trying to get out in front of it. You know, they're looking in the very, very long term of, you know, once Valorant starts adding all these agents and you get into, you know, banning agents and st- stuff like that, it, you know, it'd be helpful for a new player. But yeah. I really think that they're just gearing up for a new base of players that are coming for console to me this seems like such a it seems like such a good thing for riot honestly because this just seems like a way for riot to rake in at so many more players like people who would have not have played valorant or league of legends before just like oh cool i have everything unlocked let me play and then like you know it's just them trying to hook in more players i feel like it's right. like such a huge thing for riot in this case yeah it's it's a big revenue stream um skin sell so right for league of legends and valorant and and they they price the shit out of those skins yeah. in valorant and i can only see when they do this let's go around the table here what's the most expensive skin you've bought <laughs> in valorant in any game what's the most oh expensive? in any game I mean, i'm assuming um, it's valorant skin but what's the most expensive well, you've bought i don't know what the most expensive is but yeah. in terms of like gross amounts of money that i put into a free-to-play game i think i think for, i'm still ahead in fortnite fortnite i i put in i put in right probably oh. close to 500 dollars into oh, that game i'm talking one single skin like what's the one most- single skin yeah. um the most expensive skins on valorant are usually between like 35 and 45 dollars yeah so, so I, not terrible but it's how you bought one i i bought a the most expensive thing i bought was a they, they do bundles so you get like okay. a bunch of skins for all the different guns i think i spent like 75 dollars on a bunch of those skins so gotcha. okay so the, the highest individual skin i bought i bought a 30 dollars skin in league of legends they have their uh what are they called the ultimate skins i have a 30 dollar luck skin but that's probably the most single individual skin I've bought. Um, yeah, Kudro, you probably haven't. You don't play a lot of multiplayer games. Have you? Have you ever bought any multiplayer skins? <laughs> I have not. I have no dog in this conversation. Look at this man of purity. <laughs> the halo grows bigger. <laughs> um, so next game, uh, Plague Tale Requiem. So Plague Tale was a game that had come out years ago at least and like you played as this character and it you moved around in weird like uh almost like stealth sequences with a little bit of combat um but they announced a sequel that plague tale requiem and that looks pretty cool like there's a point where the one of the children like summons rats to attack another guy um but that one looks pretty interesting i don't know if i have any more to say about that one but I'm interested to see where it goes. It looks like a further development of the first Plague Tale game. Um, now, see, I hear, I always hear like mixed, I hear like good things mostly about the first one. I haven't played it personally. It's been on my radar for a while now. Yeah. But, but um, it's, it's cool. It's kind of slow, I guess. It just kind of, I don't know. Like it, it can, I could see where you wouldn't like it because it's not, it just feels kind of slow. It goes through the whole thing, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But so do you control rats? 
Um, well, it, so in the new trailer that that like it shows this scene where like the one one there's two children, like an older daughter and a younger kid, and like it shows some crazy stuff happening, like with their abilities and the way they're like it. It seems more combative, like more combat heavy than the previous one, maybe. Um, but the graphics look good too, and it, it just looks like it might be a cool experience. Because the first one is very much about being like a cool experience, I feel like. Um, yeah. So next, uh, Diablo Four had some new gameplay, uh, and that that is, I have twenty twenty three first half that's supposed to come out. Um, I've been back and forth on Diablo Four. I I loved Diablo One when I was a child played Diablo 2. I bought Diablo 3 the day it came out. You can actually see the uh, collector's edition behind me. Uh, <laughs> but I, I had been kind of like back and forth on Diablo 4. Watching this and hearing them talk about it, where it's going to be cross-play, they're going to come out to the consoles, everything's going to be streamlined. And they they literally had a section where they talked about Endgame and how Endgame is like a big focus. And they showed like Paragon boards, you know, like a mm-hmm. like a sphere grid from Final Fantasy X only for your Diablo character. And it just seemed like they had like endless grind shit at the end to like level up and play harder and harder difficulties, which is what Diablo is all about to me. So I'm back on board with Diablo 4. I'm interested to see where it goes now. I, I really I love the idea of having an end game in Diablo where it's like focused around that and building up your stuff and doing dungeons and trying to kind of grind through those. I think that would be a fun thing if, like, I got some friends to play that. That seems really cool. Do you guys have any interest in Diablo 4 at this point? I do. Mostly, I mean, like, I've played Diablos 1 through 3 as well. I've always been a huge, I've always been a pretty big fan of the games. But to be honest, though, it's like, I enjoy it for the setting and the story. Yeah, really? Okay. I mean, the gameplay, the, the gameplay has always been pretty good for a hack and slash. I think the big thing with me is, like, <laughs> Contra- slash it's a looter it's all about the loot man <laughs> see what well, see that's right there's the part where it kind of loses me because like mm-hmm. i don't have too much interest in spending countless hours grinding that's your problem man <laughs> that's where and all the fun is <laughs> i i like like there's no there, there's not a lot of joy for me to just gr- to just do all these dungeons just killing a bunch of enemies over and over and over again hoping for one specific yeah. piece of loop to drop that's, that's exactly what i want to do i want to get some, the the most cool glowing sword i can get you know i want it that sounds like uh like runescape so oh, a couple of friends that are playing runescape right now and, and they're always talking about grinding yeah it's all those games like that's what makes them great Fantasy Star yeah. Online. I've I've never played any of the Diablos, so I don't really have anything to say. Oh my God. I, I'm like wanna, I'm sort of like Kudro. Like I don't I don't I don't know. I I, I'm not a grinder. I want to tell you to play them, but just play four when it comes out. Well, it, it'll be on uh, Game Pass, right? Yeah, fuck yeah, Game Pass. <laughs> well, I think that kind of depends on that may depend on whether or not the. Uh, microsoft's acquisition of blizzard goes through or not which to be honest is probably gonna even determine whether or not i even play diablo 4 because i mean to be honest i have my issues with blizzard as a company and i don't really know if i want to give blizzard any more of my money so that's fair i'll probably try diablo 4 but yeah 
Um, yeah. Uh, Wulong Fallen Dynasty from Team Ninja. I wish we had, because it seemed like that was just one big cinematic. Yeah. Uh, we, I feel like we didn't see a lot of gameplay, but if it kind of ends up turning into the spiritual successor to Neo, mm-hmm. I'm all on board. Is that is that what they're kind of billing it as? That's kind of what it. I mean, I don't know. I can't say for certain Are because they I, to do like a rebirth of Ninja Gaiden. That could be too. Ninja yeah. Gaiden's actually a series that I've been meaning to play for a while, and I just hey, it. it's on Game Pass. I just saw like this last week, like Ninja Gaiden like three of them popped up on game pass oh crap i may have to may have to do that mm-hmm. uh but but yeah so i'm uh, for me i guess i'm very curious to see where that kind of goes when we get more information on the game itself yeah i i had kind of seen it and like to me it was like i i i like some of the things but i'm like i really need to see like more gameplay and stuff to know if i have much interest in it mm-hmm. but yeah it looks like it could be interesting um all right on to the big one starfield um allegedly controversial i don't know um so i'm excited for starfield um i i would say this is the first point where i watched it this gave me enough information like stuff i'm like okay yeah I, i as of right now i would get starfield day one and play it i don't i don't know if it's gonna be good or bad but at this point, I'm interested enough that I want to play it. What do you guys feel like? Sorry, Phil. Just watching the 15-minute kind of trailer slash gameplay um, reveal, I guess you call it. It just seems very ambitious. Yeah. Um, which I know they've been. It's been in development for who knows how long, right? Like it's been it's been sure. being worked on for so long. But right. my mind immediately goes to um cd project red and um cyberpunk 2077 like yeah just when they got to the you know you can explore every single planet you know thousands of planets but not only can you explore them you can explore the entire planet right like you can go (laughs) everywhere on all these different planets and there's thousands of them yeah that's just mind-blowing to me and i'm curious to see see how they do that but yeah, if they can pull it, if they can pull it off, right? It'd be insane. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, those are kind of my thoughts. I I feel like you know Bethesda being infamous as a company for its numerous glitches, game like you know game breaking glitch, like none of its games that have been released that I can think of yeah. have been like firmly ready to play day one i feel like yeah if i was w- skyrim bad day one it had some graphical issues i feel like playstation and xbox but i remember skyrim being pretty good day one i know I there were quite a, i know there were quite a few glitches in it as well i feel I like with any of bethesda's games i always yeah. like giving them at least a year before i play it to iron out some of those kinks okay uh but I don't know. I have. I don't think I played a Bethesda game since Skyrim. I didn't play Fallout Four, but yeah, Fallout Four. I mean, I don't know. I had a lot of fun playing Fallout Four when it first came out. I, I, I can see the flaws in Fallout Four, but I think I played it for like a hundred hours, maybe a little less than that. But um, yeah. 
I guess my kind of my overall point is like, you know, there are certain things that they showed in the game that don't really appeal to me personally, like okay. the base building and such that just, okay. to me, that just always gets tedious. It's not really something I particularly enjoy. The exploration, I think is something that I would really like. Yeah. Do you like the ship building? I thought the ship building looked kind of cool. And I don't, I don't know if it's going to be good, but I'm like, oh, the, like when I saw the visuals of like bolting everything onto the ship, I'm like, okay, this could be fun. Like it's, it's like, I could see myself getting into like building some crazy ship and just flying it around to different um, star systems. I feel like I'd be more interested, like seeing what the ship combat looks like more than the actual ship building. So in a follow-up interview with Todd Howard, he had talked about how the ship combat, it's like, he said, it's not like a like a dog fighting super fast paced combat. Mm-hmm. Um, he said it plays a little slower, but it's not just about the ship combat. It's like about you can do all these different ships and you can um, it's about the ship travel and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. but it's it's not like a super twitch based, like shooting kind of uh, combat experience from what he said. OK. Yeah. I just have a question. Does. uh the acquisition change any of your, I guess, thoughts about Bethesda um, releasing a game? It's hard to say. Microsoft's recent acquisitions, they've been relatively hands off, I think. They haven't like, so I, I don't think so. Um, I think if anything, it would make me feel better about it at this point because they've been, Microsoft more recently has been kind of a, uh, taking time to make games better before they put them out. But I, I, I can't say for sure. And like the way I kind of feel about Starfield, I feel like I don't really know if it's going to be good, but this trailer's made me interested to play it. Um, and one thing I thought when I saw that base building shit and then like a thousand planets, I'm like, okay, when are you going to tell us this is multiplayer? Cause like, to me, it's like, okay, put me on a server with thousands of other people in a solar system and we can go build bases and shit. Right. That that seemed kind of interesting to me. Um, So, you know, I I, I like the mining, crafting, exploring stuff. Um, That all looks really fun to me, but the, the, the Bethesda RPG stuff, if they hit it right, that stuff's awesome. Like the uh, the character progression and all the uh, traits you can build up, that stuff's cool. So we'll see how much they've improved on their systems, and I, I'm really interested to see the uh, how that the generation of the planets is and everything. But like, if you ask me right now, do I want to play it day one? I do. I want to play it. I want to see what it is. Right. Um, and honestly, I feel like now that I've seen all this stuff and we've talked about it, I feel like I might just not look at a single Starfield thing again until it comes out. Now. Um, yeah. And I might just play it day one and just go for it. That, that seems like the way to go. Gotcha. Um, but my, well, my la- my most recent kind of exposure to Bethesda is Fallout seventy six, which I didn't play, oh, okay. but I did. I did yeah. consume a lot of kind of YouTube videos about its issues uh-huh. and how you know the complaints about how Bethesda really didn't do anything like they. They knew about all these, you know, glitches and hacks and exploits for their game mm-hmm. that were was causing, you know, issues with being able to play it, but they didn't they didn't fix it. Yeah. And so that's kind of my question is is does Microsoft 
are they going to, you know, see that and then hold them accountable for that, you know, now that they're kind of a part of this bigger conglomerate. Um, so I'll be interested to see, you know, like if, like Kudrow said, if there is issues when it first comes out, how, how long is it going to take for them to fix them mm-hmm. and whether they fix them at all, I guess. So, right. I mean, that that's in a multiplayer game too, right? But yeah, you, yeah, that's true. You think about it though. And like they did fallout 76. So like they're testing out their ability to run this system with multiplayer. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like honestly, what would be really cool is me playing that game multiplayer with like having like a server of people it sound it sounds right. crazy it sounds like a crazy undertaking like like an mmo only it's uh it, <laughs> a space with a thousand planets right. sounds interesting i don't know if it's realistic you know we don't know much much about the game yet but mm-hmm. well, i was gonna say if it's multiplayer and it's thousands of planets would it have to be mmo like what at yeah. what point does it become an mmo how many players right no it's probably it'll probably be an mmo yeah, so interested to see it. Um, yeah, so that's Starfield. Uh, other games that got announced. Uh, there's this game called High on Life from uh, the creative Rick and Morty, and that game looks kind of weird. I don't have much to say about it. Um, Forza Motorsport uh, graphics look great, but you know, we'll see. Um, Arc Two with Vin Diesel was announced. Vin Diesel's like the the face of Arc Two um scorn a game with a lot of disgusting gore it looks like a, like a horror survival game mm. um yeah then there was the pc gamer pc gaming show which i didn't really see too much that really caught my eye um and the capcom presentation where they talked about uh exo primal which i had not seen until this and um it's another looter co-op action game and there's customizing eco suits and it looks like there's like different classes of eco suits so it's another one of those like you have a group with different classes and you then it says you take place in five on five pvp and pve and you like compete with the other team to work through the pve faster and it seems like there's a lot of um ability to like upgrade your mech and stuff so Hard to say with that one. Like, go watch the trailer if you're interested in that kind of thing. Um, but not enough information to really say. Like, it just shows gameplay and it looks cool, but without knowing kind of the more specifics of the mechanics and um, um, the game modes, hard to say. Um, Capcom presentation. Uh, they just showed like three different Resident Evil things along with Exo Primal. Um, their resident evil village has like an update coming later this year that has like three other modes in it like a story expansion some sort of like versus game mode um a reimagining of resident evil 4 is in the works i don't know if they said when that's coming out um and then the other thing that i just recently saw was overwatch 2 had some more information drop and the, they had like some of the developers come on and talk and they talked about how they're trying to change a lot of things and it's going free to play. Um, so I have I played a ton of Overwatch back when it came out for about three years and then I haven't played it at all since then. And this is the first time I've ever had any interest in it since I stopped playing. Um, it seems like they're actually trying to change some of the abilities around on the characters and maybe work on the balance issues. So I think 
that's interesting. Like there's a, it seems like a hard game to balance. So I don't know, but it seems like they are actually trying to fix some of those balance things and how that mode kind of works. Um, Cause if you played overwatch in depth at all, you'd start to run into like what the metas were of the game where it's like you have your shields and shields became like broken in a way. And it just had some issues. So maybe if they could fix some of that, that could, uh, turn out really well so i'm interested to see where they go but who knows how well they can balance it with the shields yeah within that uh, like you said they did mention kind of going down to the to the bones and trying to re- mm-hmm. readjust everything and right um going free to play i think will definitely help them bring in new yeah um users because i didn't i always wanted to play the original overwatch i just never pulled the trigger on you know purchasing it Mm -hmm. um if it was free to play then i obviously would have played it and i probably would have even bought some of the loot boxes or you know which they're moving away from now but boxes are gone and they're going to be having like a lot more heroes come out it sounds like one hero every two seasons which is like i guess the seasons are going to be nine weeks so every like 18 weeks you see a new hero um, so it sounds like they're trying to prioritize having a lot of new content, which is right. interesting. But for me, it's like, can you fix the balance of that game? Right. That's and what I most. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what most successful, like mm-hmm. um, continuous updating game, multiplayer games right. have to do nowadays is yeah. you have to constantly being updating and balancing. And mm-hmm. like you said, if they can fix the balancing issues, then yeah, maybe and- that helps. And I don't I don't think balancing Overwatch is an easy task because Overwatch has extreme abilities in it. And like you look at something like Valorant where there's abilities, but not as extreme, I feel like, as Overwatch abilities. Where Valorant still falls back on that um that uh first person shooter gameplay. Whereas sometimes Overwatch characters can have completely different kits. So Right, totally different weapons. Like you're in Valorant, you're always having you know the same weapons regardless of. I mean, there's special you know, like knives and stuff like that, or a a rocket launcher. But right, that that's very limited. Whereas in Overwatch, you know, you you have different weapons for each each person, so it's tough. We'll get to see where that goes in October. Um, Yeah, Uh, do you guys have any other topics for the week? Not that I can think of. Right. That covers up. So. Um, email your comments or questions to srankmediaclub at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Um, next week's group media experience, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So be ready for that. Watch the movie with us if you want. Uh, two weeks from now, Hollow Knight discussion and rating and discussion of Stranger Things season four. Um, we stream this show live every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. The audio version uploads to podcast Friday morning. Um, you should be able to find it on all your podcast platforms. Um, yeah, follow us on Twitch if you like what we're doing. Subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you guys. Thanks for watching. See you.